I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. This is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We're podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it dabs, be it blunts, be it joints, be it bowls, be it whatever, smoke it if you've got it. And ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be kind of a brief episode. This is one of our indie movie reviews. We've done at least two of these before, one of which was with Ashley Chancellor here. Uh-huh. The Hectic Knife. Hectic uh-huh. Knife. And those were very interesting. And we want to continue to give back to the independent film community whenever we can. So we just want to try to give some of these movies a bit of a leg up you know and i i think that we did that for margum we did that for hectic knife and we're going to go ahead and do that for this movie right here which is a movie on amazon prime called unlisted owner i believe it came out maybe like last year i think it was right guys yeah now we just watched this movie like not even 15 minutes ago it it was kind of a brief movie actually didn't really seem that long no man i mean not a lot happens in the first half of it we're not going to spoil too much of this movie but what do you what do you guys think about this robert what are your thoughts um you know i didn't think it was too bad really oh yeah in the way it was made i'm I don't know. We can't really spoil anything, but yeah. yeah, we can't we can't go too in depth here. But like, what did you just think overall? Just a, a general opinion. Um, there was like too much filler. I think we could have done something about that. Some yeah. of the filler was maybe some of the filler was kind of pointless. You know? yeah, like, yeah, it was kind of like, eh, you know. I mean, no offense to the filmmakers, of course, Sorry. but I yeah. mean. It, it still kind of dragged a few times. How, how about you, Ash? What did you think? Well, I understand what they were doing what, what, and what he, he was doing with the film. I, I could kind of see where he was going as far as making the film unique and truly feel like a found footage. I think he emphasized the realism, but in a way he kind of overemphasized the realism in that realism at its core just isn't that interesting. Yeah, especially if you don't add anything to really back it up. I mean, even something like, you know, say August Underground, I mean, it kind of has at least a little bit of a soundtrack to it from what I remember. I didn't really watch much of it, but... It would have been creepier with a backstory, too. Yeah. A little bit more. I mean, something that it kind of reminded me of a little bit was this movie called The Poughkeepsie Tapes. Yeah, it's kind of made in the same way, except it's a little more of a documentary vibe to it, though. And Poughkeepsie Tapes, it it's generally seen as a little more disturbing than what we saw on this. I mean, th- this kind of felt more like just like a slasher version of Blair Witch in many ways. Yeah. 
like early 2000. But, but I mean, Poughkeepsie Tapes, it was like a serial killer movie. And, you know, it was recorded from the point of view of the serial killer. Mm-hmm. And also there was something kind of similar to Megan is Missing, which is kind of a also another kind of fucked up movie, to be quite honest, which focuses on the kidnapping of a younger girl and her friend's frantic attempts to try to find her. It's, it's also a found footage movie, just like this one. Yeah. In, in those movies, the action was very fluid. It was very suspenseful. I mean, Megan is Missing wasn't that great, and there were parts of Poughkeepsie tapes that also dragged on, but I think that just kind of says that these types of movies, they can kind of just be really difficult to get the pacing down and to really, especially when you're trying to add realism to something, it's kind of difficult to get that and you know keep that realism working. Like watching a bunch of Paranormal Activity movies? Right? Yeah. And Paranormal Activity, I mean, that's a series that never really a- appealed to me that mm. much. But you can kind of see the influences of that series on this. You know, even though I don't really think there's much of a supernatural element to this. No, they made it seem that way. Like there was a, a haunting, like a ghost. Yeah, it was the buildup, right? Yeah. Yeah, they kind of have a little bit of that vibe. Although, I mean... Whether or not it's actually supernatural, we'll go ahead and leave to the imagination. Yeah. But, you know, it, it does have kind of that vibe to it, and it's a pretty obvious influence from paranormal activity to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like the thing that we could complain about as far as this is it's completely intentional, though. It's kind of like this movie is doing, I think, exactly what you think it's doing. Yeah. And it, it completely goes for that realism. And to go into depth with that, I feel like would spoil the film. Unfortunately, it's really hard to convey, but the best thing I can do is compare it to uh, the kind of disappointment. I don't know if you guys ever heard about that movie Boyhood that was filmed over 12 years. Yes, I'm actually quite familiar with that. That's on the Criterion Collection. It was made by Richard Linklater. Yeah, Linklater. Now, that movie, it's really unique, and it's kind of a a landmark in cinema history in, in, in several ways, but at the same time, at its core, it's really boring. It goes completely for realism, and it's unique in that it it's filmed over 12 years, but at its core, you know, life, life is just boring. And so when you make something too realistic, I don't know, maybe this kind of thing appeals to other people, but not so much to me. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. We just had to turn a heater off that we forgot to turn off it is actually very cold here right now yeah. like like blisteringly butt fucking cold as we used to call it back in the day <laughs> no no homophobia but yeah this movie i mean it follows the trajectory of a lot of found footage films honestly i mean and i found it actually very straightforward in that respect yeah i mean it definitely had some of the cues from like blair witch you know from you know, something like Cloverfield, Cloverfield, yeah. Paranormal Activity. Yeah, I've seen Cloverfield. Yeah. But this does kind of try to take a slasher element to it, right? Yeah. Robert? Yeah, definitely. I mean, would you say that this is kind of a found footage slasher movie? Yes, it is. Yeah, it, it definitely kind of plays li- like that, kind of, sort of, I guess. <laughs> you don't see his face till the ending, really. Never see his face. I, don't, I know. I don't even think you really see the you killer's face at it's all. Pretty, yeah, yeah, wrapped up. Ash, have you seen a whole lot of found footage movies? Honestly, the only one I saw was Cloverfield, and it, it was a while back. I, I don't remember much, but so you've I, never seen like Blair Witch, you know? No, I haven't seen Blair Witch Project 
or, or of course, the progenitor of it, Cannibal Holocaust. Now, oh, that crap. one you guys told me about, and yeah. I'm already scared. <laughs> yeah, that, that's the quintessential godfather of found footage movies, and we have a poster of that right up here, incidentally. Yeah. I mean, th- this movie doesn't go anywhere near as hard as that one. No, well, in fact, it's very subtle. Most of the unsettling feeling comes just from the buildup, from the idea that, okay, I know where this is going, but I don't know. I mean, there was one part where I knew there was going to be a jump scare, but it was going to be a false yeah. jump scare. Yeah. And I'm not going to spoil what happens during that part, but I knew it was coming, and it, it still kind of made me jump. So It didn't really get me at all, but then again, I'm just kind of jaded like that. <laughs> yeah, you, you know? kind of knew it was coming, right? Yeah, I mean, I've seen my fair share of horror films and found footage movies and whatnot, and I mean, this pretty much kind of checks all of the list of great found footage movies, you know, the the elements of great found footage movies. Now, I don't want to take away from what Jed Bryan is doing. Yeah. I think he's got a lot of elements of something really unique, and I think the reason why he went for a found footage film was because... He realized he had to write a script around uh, low budget. Well, yeah, that that's kind of the thing about found footage movies in general. Is as a genre, it's usually very, very, very cheap to make, and you can get a lot of returns on it. You know, that that's why the Paranormal Activity series was so popular and so profitable. Honestly, well, being that this is his introduction to filmmaking, and that the only reason he made the plot was by design choice, given that that's what the resources he had in hand. Can you kind of see what the future might hold? Do you think that there's some elements that showcase a good direction in directing? I would would like to see what he could do with a more traditional screenplay or structure or whatever. I mean, the thing about found footage movies is that they are a little played out now. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's not a whole lot that really comes out and adds anything fresh to the genre, and I'm I'm trying to figure out if this one really adds anything to that. Well, it's certainly unique. I mean, if you notice, I mean, I don't want to go into too much detail about this, but the vast majority of the movie is build up, is exposition, yeah. and so it it just kind of it makes you continue to wait for that moment. And then when it happens, you know, it, it happens all at once. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that that's where the filler complaint kind of comes in a little bit, though, because it it tries to build up, but when you know when you're when you have a whole lot of nothing going on, I mean, it just kind of kills the pacing a little bit. It's like, what's the point? Sometimes, right? Like- yeah, exactly. I mean, especially since the entire first half of the movie is literally just these people just bullshitting pretty much yeah it's just these dumb drunk country kids kind of a crowd that i think we're all a little too familiar with already yeah maybe a little (laughs) little bit hillbilly texas and and that that brings me to the characters themselves like did any of y'all really like any of them just the girls just the females yeah (laughs) Yeah, they they were the only ones that actually kind of had an idea that you know maybe we shouldn't be doing what we're doing and then there were those two guys that were leading the group that were complete assholes. Gavin and Tyler. Gavin which and Tyler. I, I think, incidentally, the dude Tyler, he was one of the writers. actual writers of the movie. Yeah. Nice. Incidentally. And yeah, those, those two, they, they get kind of insufferable. Yeah, very much so. And then the other two guys in the group kind of just go along with what they say. And I think that's 
that's the part that bothers me is that you've got two characters that are completely unlikable, made to be unlikable, but then you've got two characters that are kind of spineless and don't do anything for themselves, so nobody's likable at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that that that's something that I struggled with a little bit, and it, it made me kind of strain my credulity a little bit, you know? I mean, the, the acting itself wasn't bad, honestly. Wasn't too bad. Yeah, I mean, no. it, it, it's pretty much on par for what you would uh, want for a movie like this. Yeah, it, it's pretty realistic. It's exactly how kids would act. In fact, I, I did a little bit of research on this, and I found out in an inter- interview he said that most of those guys were his friends. Um, just specific friends that he felt would go best with the story, and that he wrote their dialogue around them so that their characters would be believable but not so much that those are their actual personalities supposedly yeah yeah i mean yeah supposedly the director said that his friends were very much different yeah in many ways i mean and then that that's fair enough but it's like man why write your friends like that (laughs) (laughs) and they keep their their real names too that's another interesting thing. At least their first names, right? Everybody's yeah. first name is their actual first given name. names. Well, except for the owner, right? Like yeah. You respond better to it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, there's not a whole lot of characters in this movie. There's literally, like, what, six of them? Five or six? Yeah, there's six. Yeah. I think. And then maybe just a couple of other characters that just kind of come in and move the story along a little bit. And then there's the cop. Yeah, the the cop. I mean, he's doing a security detail. We we don't really go too far into what he does, but and and then you know near the end, there's also a couple of characters, but we won't get into that. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of other characters there. Remember the characters in the beginning too? Yeah, yeah. There there were that's the initial murder victims there, I believe. Yeah, the beginning actually goes really hard for most of the movie dragging on. Right there in the beginning, and I don't feel bad spoiling this because it's the very beginning, but you get right into the action, but you're still trying to figure out what's going on. You haven't even settled into your seats yet that it's like, I don't know, I kind of just glazed over that beginning. Yeah, and and to me, I mean, it does kind of feel like you have a lot of stuff going over your head, especially in the first 30 minutes of this yeah. movie. So it's very forgettable. In, in that respect, it kind of is, but... In other respects, I mean, I can definitely see what they were going for. I totally respect the actual realism yeah. that they tried to go for here. And and just the way that they actually structured it. I mean, if you look at the at the descriptor on the Amazon Prime uh, page for this, I mean, it says that it's all reconstructed by the fictional sheriff's department of this yeah. town, you know. And and that's an interesting way to put it forth and that, and that to me is what reminds me of Poughkeepsie tapes because it's very much in that vein, in that strain oh you guys are still mad at us for the snoop but look at this big house give me a couple years I'll fix it up and you will love it it'll be perfect Dude, look at this place. Holy shit. 
Dude, you got that thing on, right? Yeah, dude, it's rolling. Small town. A little over a mile from here. So? Yeah, you, you talk about your ghost stories and something? This is a real life ghost story, dude, man. I'm no, in. Man. Seriously. Dude, I'm I came in. out here. I'm not going back to that house. Hey, Dude, I didn't open this. Gavin Where's is Gavin? In there. Has you know to be. where he is. Come on. I don't know where he's at. This is not me. This is Gavin being Gavin right now. Dude, You're in on, on it. You have to be. I'm not in on it. What? What is it? I'm not going in. Oh my god. It's a dead body. It's a dead body. What? I'm serious. It's a dead body. Nuh uh. I don't think we should go up here then. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's just leave. Let's just This is complete bullshit. I mean, it seemed like a good idea at first, but really I'm just ready to go. Yeah. 1st house. I mean, it's huge. It is huge. It's huge. Oh, go over by the sign. Oh, yes. <laughs> it's ours. It is. Oh my god. Okay, come on, come on. This I just gotta go in. Amazing. Yeah, it never breaks its premise. Yeah. It stays completely within the confines of what it is, although. It is a little weird that these characters are filming all of this, but then they kind of, with some exposition, reveal that some of the characters just film things for the hell of it. I don't know. Yeah. And and some of the effects, you know, they kind of took me out of it a little bit. Some of those glitch effects. Yeah. That... Paranormal was, activity effects. Yeah. Once again, yeah. it's kind of uh, that influence coming <laughs> yeah. in, right? Yeah. And that was right in the beginning, too. There was all that glitching to the point that I kind of got tired of it. I was like, mm. okay, what are we going for here? Starting to get annoying a little bit. I think I'm going to get a headache. Yeah. But even so, with all of that, I mean, I still didn't really incredibly dislike this movie. No. No. To tell the truth. I could see where it's going, and I don't want to shit on what Jet's trying to do. Yeah. I just, I think I'll... I'll, I'll I'll go with what I originally said is that life is just too boring. We watch movies to escape into fantasy. Yeah. There we go. And and the whole found footage thing, I mean, it was fresh maybe about a good 10 years ago, but yeah. it's like I mean, what, what what are we really doing with it now? I mean, I I know that there was some stuff on like the v recent VHS movies. I mean, I don't know if you've heard of those, Robert. Kind of like just uh, anthology movies? No. Haven't. And I think there's at least one on one of the ABCs of Death compilation movies. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, yeah, it, it's just as a genre, I don't know what you can really add to it, and I don't know what this movie adds to it. I mean, to tell, to tell the honest truth. Yeah, it's kind of a genre where I feel like everything's already been explored. Yeah. So there's really nothing more unique or first-timey to do at this point. It's kind of been overdone way too many times. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. There was actually another found footage movie I saw. It was a it was a ghost story. I think the last found footage I saw was this movie Hangman and 
the new homeowners had just moved into this house and there was a, the killer living in the attic. So he'd yeah. come down every time they go to sleep and like mess around downstairs, you know, get something, oh, yeah. out, of, get yeah. something out of the fridge or something. Yeah. <laughs> that was crazy. I don't know. That's pretty cool. Hangman. But I mean, personally, I don't really watch these types of movies all the time. I only own a few of them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- this one, it only did so much for me in some ways. But like I said, I don't really dislike this movie. I think that it is definitely passable in many respects. Yeah. What, like, what do you think, Robert? Like, would you do a found footage movie? Would you, would you make one something like this? With an old camcorder that we don't have to use? Maybe an iPhone. Yeah, let's do it. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but but once, once again, like I said, what could we add to it? Something that hasn't been done already. I don't, yeah, that's hard to think of. Yeah, yeah that, that's what troubles me about that. And then, I mean, also, I mean, I'm afraid that a lot of people would just kind of eye roll in another found footage movie. There you go. You know, they, they, that's what we would elicit, an eye roll. You know what it is? What I saw before Grave Encounters. Uh, Grave Encounters. Yeah, that's another one, right? Grave oh. Encounters. And isn't Quarantine kind of found footage? I never saw that one. Quarantine. Yeah, that's uh, also known as Wreck in Spanish. Never seen that either. Yeah, that, I think that's another one. And I mean, once again, I guess it's okay. Yeah. You know. But anyway, I really could probably recommend this. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's worth at least a watch if you're just kind of bullshitting um, on Amazon Prime you and you want to find something to watch, you know? I think I think definitely everybody who listens, y'all should go check this out. Y'all should go support this director and y'all should tell them what you think. Give them some feedback because I think there's some potential here. Oh, um, yeah, there's definitely potential here. And it's very admirable that they got this movie together and that they yeah. added a, the amount of realism that they did. I mean that's admirable to me. I think just the genre killed it. Yeah, it, it was it was the choice of genre. I, I would like to see what this director would do with a more straightforward story, a more no found footage screenplay, just something that actually you know requires a little more structure and maybe some actual editing and some music and some creating tension that way. It's not like this movie is bad. It's not like I feel no, like I shouldn't have watched it, this. It I is, would- it's by no means a bad movie. No. It really isn't. But it doesn't add anything new, and I, I can't say that I had a particularly good time with it, you know? Yeah. I, that's... I wouldn't say it's a waste of time, though, at all. It's not. No. It's it's definitely worth checking out. I yeah. collect a lot of low-budget indie films myself. Yeah, and, and, and we watch a lot of yeah, we stuff do. like this. And we can't crap all over it. I mean, I mean, no, not at all. I mean, we, we watch a lot of full moon pictures oh, yeah. stuff, you know, and full moons. a lot of that is even hokier than this stuff, and it's still fun to watch. So, yeah. I mean, th- this stuff was still definitely something to see. I mean, real, that's what I think. The real question is, Bo, do you think the girls were ugly? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Without the makeup, um, I don't know, man. No, I, I, no, I, no, no comment. No, no, not not the actresses. Oh, the ones the girls never, they were expecting. Oh, the ones that never yeah. showed up. Okay. The ones where they kept saying, uh, uh, they they kept going back and forth if the girls were going to be ugly, or if they were going to be hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that that's part of a lot of that exposition that we kind of yeah. Went into. There was probably no never, the actresses. Never they, any they were girls. Fine. There was probably never any girls, right? No. No, and we never see these girls at all. <laughs> I just I just need to know, were, were they hot? Were they not? 
I don't know. <sighs> Who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're fucking idiots here. Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and wrap this episode up. This was always meant to be kind of a mini review, and that's because we don't want to go into a whole lot of spoilers or anything. We just want to give our general opinions and our review on this. So we're going to go ahead and give our final thoughts. Uh, Robert, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I would recommend watching it probably one more time, right? At least one more time? Maybe a few more times. It, it would be worth checking out again. Like, I, I can definitely see myself popping open a beer and watching it again. Yeah. How about you, Ash? Well, like I said before, I think it's it's unique. I definitely think this director has what it takes to put his own spin on something. Um, but I, I just really think that the direction this went in, you know, it didn't do it for me. But maybe it would for somebody else. And I think he did the best with what he had. Picking the genre he did based on what resources were available. Yeah, I, I can totally understand why he made this a found footage movie because those are just very, very easy and very cheap to make. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to get a couple of your friends together and actually, you know, flesh it out and make something out of it. Yeah. But there is kind of a seen-it-before quality to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that pretty much sums up my final thoughts on this movie. It's, it's definitely something that you should check out. It's definitely something that, I mean, you should definitely go and support the filmmakers. Like, that's without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, that's why we do these episodes. And honestly, I mean, I would like to see what this director does with a different type of, you know, genre. I mean, I still think that he should still do horror or thrillers or something like that. I just like to see him kind of branch out. Like, if, if I see another found footage movie from him, I'm just going to be like, eh. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, no no offense, Jed. I mean, just I would like to see what you can do with something a little more structured. So let's go ahead and give an actual rating out of uh, five stars, more or less. Uh, Robert, what would you give this? I'll give it three stars. Three stars, yeah. Three stars. How about you, Ash? Uh, yeah, three stars for originality. You know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna go a little further and give it a three and a half. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I mean, it's not really my cup of tea, but I mean, I can definitely see people liking it and watching it. it, it it's fine. That, that's that's where I would probably fall into that whole yeah, you know, argument. But yeah, three and a half stars for me. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our quick little indie movie review. Guys, y'all have anything else to say? Let's keep more of these indie reviews coming. <laughs> oh, definitely, yes. And that's where the indie film community comes in. If you would like for us to check out your movie, I mean, we're, we're not going to be too brutal on you. We want to help people get their movies out there, yeah. regardless of what we think about them. doesn't matter what we think. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't matter. This is our opinion. Yeah. Well, and... Yeah. This is getting them more coverage either way because we're telling you guys to go out and watch this. And so mm -hmm. regardless yeah. of what we feel about it, we're putting more exposure and we're telling people to go ahead and give it a shot. So, you know, ultimately that helps the filmmakers. Yeah, I mean, there's probably people that really, really like found footage movies and just want to check something like that out. I mean, I, I can totally respect that. And I respect what the filmmakers did here. Yeah. I really do. I do. Robert, what is the next movie on the episode schedule? For season two, Yeah, we are going to be doing Bullet. 
Steve McQueen's Bullet. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to do another car movie. Now, if people will recall from our last season, we did Death Proof. Death and Proof. That was your choice as well. It's one of my babies. Yeah. Robert, why did you choose this movie? Because of Steve McQueen, really. Really? Yeah. And I mean, because of the basically the new car they brought out again for 2019. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a reproduction of um, that car, or is it... Yeah, but it's a lot faster now. You know oh, I mean? gotcha. Yeah, so you're, you're going to hear a lot of card nerd stuff on the next episode, <laughs> and we're going to let Robert kind of go off on that a little bit. Kind of open you the know? door for all the car movies, this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, that that's something we're going to try to have at least every season is a car flick. You know, that that's going to become one of our calling cards, hopefully. And Ash, you want to add anything about Bullet? Do you know anything about this Steve movie? Steve McQueen? You ever seen I don't know any? anything about Bullet. I've never Steve seen wow. it. I, mean, I I think that Robert and I watched it not too long ago. Yeah, we did. And we'll I'm down I'm down to watch it again because those types of movies are really really badass. You know what? If you're gonna do a car movie, a car flick every every season, you should do a video game flick. That's season. right. We totally should. You know, what I'm thinking in the future we could have like crossover events where Collateral Cinema does a, a movie adaptation and Collateral Gaming does the video game version and we kind of tie over with that. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd yeah, be cool. like we could do uh, Tomb Raider or uh, Mortal Kombat. I'm down for Mortal Kombat, bro. Dude, we, we just got done watching Cloak and Dagger movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was, that was really, really cool. cool. That was awesome. Well, that wraps it up for us. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Spotify and YouTube and wherever else you get your podcasts. We are on the Chill Lover Radio app. You can find us there. And also, we have a Patreon, which we will be putting a new video and a commentary up very, very soon. We just recorded one like last week, right, guys? Freddy got fingered. Yeah. Freddy got fingered. Yeah, we, we took on Freddy got fingered. So, uh, Tom Green, if you're listening, what, you should check it out. <laughs> we'll, 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 even, we'll even give you a, uh, give it to you for free if you want. <laughs> <laughs> but only if you're Tom Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yes, find us on Patreon. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. And with that said, I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ordegon. I'm Ash the Chancellor. And we are Collateral Cinema, and we are out. out. Yeah. production. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.